Welcome to the Black Sparrow Media Internet Broadcast Network. Listening to Linux in the Hamshack. LHS is a podcast about Linux, open source, and amateur radio for everyone. Now, here are your hosts Russ, K5TUX, Cheryl, W5MOO, and Bill, NE4RD. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome. You have tuned in to episode number 443 of the most terrific amateur radio podcast on the internet. This is Linux in the Hamshack, and this is the 83rd edition of The Weekender. So thanks, everybody, for tuning in. This is where we talk about things coming up in the worlds of amateur radio regarding contests and special events, then open source special events as well, and all the things that you can do in the worlds of amateur radio and open source over the next couple of weeks and actually maybe a few weeks past that because we're coming up on our holiday break. So we're glad you're here for this episode of The Weekender. And uh, we'll probably just go ahead and get right into it so we can get down to the hedonism and all the good stuff that makes life worth living down at the bottom. But before we do that, let's introduce ourselves. I'm Russ, K5TUX. I'm Cheryl, W5MOO. And I'm Bill, NE4RD. Sorry, I'm not delayed. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, not, not delayed technically. Not delayed by uh, technology. I was right. delayed because I was, uh, I was busy drink. looking at, uh, no, no, I Porn. was I was actually busy trying to figure out why my uh, why my mouse was not allowing me to build my virtual machine of Nix OS. So that's 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 what I was working on. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, well, that, that's all right. I guess we can forgive you, but we do have to bring you in to the beginning of the show because we start off with this weekend in amateur radio, and the first thing we usually talk about is upcoming amateur radio contests, and that's where you come in. So what do we yeah. got coming up? So we got some contests and then, you know, this would be a pretty quiet weekend. I mean, there are some other ones going on, but the, uh, the one I chose to highlight for this weekend was the ARRL 10 meter contest. And, uh, you know, cause 10 meters is just so near and dear to my heart. And, uh, we got to always talk about 10 meters. So when is it? It's, uh, starts at 0000 Zulu, December 11th, and it runs to 2400 Zulu, December 12th. Band is, of course, uh, 10 meters. Modes are single sideband and CW. You can choose uh, either to do mixed, both, or you can do one or the other. And uh, then you're only competing against people just doing single sideband or just doing CW. Simple exchange is 5-9 in your state, so you don't have to worry about your section and stuff like that. And the logs are due within seven days of the event. So make sure you uh, check out any other rules. And this is a great opportunity for uh, technicians to get on top of uh, some HF Oh, God, I'm going to never get rid of this cough. Anyway, um, there are no Q state QSA party challenges or worked all QSA parties. Uh, I didn't see any for next week either, so uh, it's going to be pretty quiet in that regard. Uh, contest for next weekend, we have a couple of ones here mentioned. We have the Stu Perry Top Band Challenge. That one runs from 1500 Zulu December 18th to 1500 Zulu December 19th. Band there, of course, is 160 meters. Or 160 meters. Uh, mode is CW. Uh, this event was created by a small group of contesters who were interested in 160 meters, also known as the top band. 
The most unique feature of this contest is that the point value of the QSOs depend upon the distance between the two stations. You are given one point plus another point for each of the 500 kilometers of distance between you and your contact. Points are also multiplied for lower power categories. So it's an opportunity to bring out the QRP station and try to work some, you know, top end, which doesn't really work out very well. So <laughs> unless you have a really good antenna for 160. Um, uh, the other, uh, Oh, I'm hearing my cell phone now in my uh, in my sound system. Uh, the AWRME contest is the other contest next weekend, and it runs from zero 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 Zulu December eighteenth to twenty three fifty nine Zulu December nineteenth. Uh, this one is six meters up to twelve ninety six, so uh, pretty much doable. CW single sideband or digital, and of course uh, you need to work as many amateur stations as possible via Earth Moon Earth path on any authorized amateur frequency above 50 megahertz and up to, I guess, uh, 1.2 gigs. So uh, check out that contest. And again, no state QSO party challenge or worked all QSO parties. And uh, I did get I did get a chance to work uh, sweepstakes while I guess we were on break. Uh, so I did work uh, the voice single sideband sweepstakes QRP. And that was kind of fun because I hadn't contested in a while. And uh had a good time, so uh, get out there and contest and uh, have some fun. All right, it sounds good. So definitely a few things to work on over the next couple of weeks if you want to do some contesting. And uh, if you want to do special events, there's a few of those around, although they were, did seem to be a little light between here and Christmas, and I'm sure they'll start picking up again after the first of the year as well. But there are a few. The first one here is the Trans Transatlantic Test Commemoration of 1921. Uh, for the one Bravo Charlie Golf replica transmitter, this will be operating December 11th, 2300 Zulu to December 12th, 0400 Zulu. Call signs will be Whiskey 2 Alpha November. I think that's a club operating. And the original call sign, 1BCG. They'll be operating on uh, 160 meters, top band, 1.820 megahertz, and CW, because that was the original transmission. In 1921, on December 9th, 10th, 11th, radio amateurs who were members of both the Radio Club of America, RCA, and the American Radio Relay League, the ARL, successfully spanned the Atlantic Ocean for the first time from the United States to Andersen, Scotland, with Morse code signals. Not only were the signals heard in Scotland, but also in Amsterdam, England, Germany, Puerto Rico, Vancouver, Catalina Island, and the state of Washington. The 1BCG replica transmitter will be operating as W2AN stroke 1BCG on 1.820 megahertz plus or minus using CW from the Vintage Radio and Communications Museum of Connecticut. And this is kind of interesting. Transmissions from W2AN stroke 1BCG will be one way. So you're going to be an SWL, just like the original transatlantic tests. You can get a certificate for being an SWL for the special event by sending a copy of the transmitted message to the email address that will be included in the show notes. So a little bit interesting, one you don't even have to make contact with. You just have to transcribe the message, and you can get a QSL card. Well, an SWL card, whatever. It's all the same thing, right? All right, so celebrate Christmas and holiday cheer Christmas train. This has been going on for a while. This will be running this year from December 11th through the 25th, uh, various times and such. The call sign is Kilo 8 Charlie. They'll be operating 80 through 10 meters, CW and single sideband. Just, I don't know, check out the link in the show notes for operating times and all that good stuff. Since 2012, the first and original Christmas train has been chugging along on various bands, usually on the days of Christmas Eve. 
24th of December and Christmas, 25th of December, if you don't know what those days are. However, we are now going to operate for the middle two weeks of the month, the 11th through the 25th of December. The Christmas train is a virtual train whose purpose is to share with amateurs the happiness and good cheer that the Christmas season brings. Our hope is that the message will continue to resonate with us throughout the year and express itself, especially on the ham bands. And a link to that will, of course, be in the show notes. And finally, we have a commemoration of the American Revolution Battles of Trenton and Princeton. This will be operating December 26th from zero zero from Quadot Zulu to December 31st, 2359 Zulu. Call signs will be Whiskey 2T for Trenton and Whiskey 2 Papa for Princeton. They'll be operating on or about 14.250 on phone only, as far as I could tell from the information. And to commemorate the historic battles of Trenton and Princeton, the Delaware Valley Radio Association will operate special event stations on the days of those battles from its club station. The club station is located right along the route of marching from of Washington's troops from the river crossing at McConkie's Ferry, now Washington Crossing, Pennsylvania, to the battle site in Trenton. QSL carts are both W2T and W2P. Events can be had by sending a self-addressed stamped envelope. Additionally, for contacting both stations, a certificate conferring a commission quote unquote as lieutenant in the continental army signal corps is available for a five dollar processing fee and a link to that will of course be in the show notes oh there's like stuff happening in the chat room (laughs) will they be using the same radio equipment general washington used i'm gonna say no (laughs) because um don't think they had radio equipment then (laughs) uh let's see oh They're chatting up about CW contest on 10 meters. Yeah, so have at it. All right, what else here? So announcements. Well, the big announcement, of course, is that as of episode number 445, which will be our year-end roundup, we'll be having a roundtable discussion like we usually do at the end of the year to wrap up 2021. So if you are a listener and you want to participate in that, we definitely invite you to come by if you have a headset and a microphone and can connect to either Discord or Mumble. We will make sure that you can be a part of the program. We'd love to have you join us and chat with us and be a part of our, you know, celebration, I guess, of the end of 2021 and to help bring in 2022, where hopefully there will be a hamvention. But who knows? As of, as of right now, there will be. We'll see how it happens as the year progresses. That's the only announcement that I have. Anybody else have anything? Anybody in the chat room want to announce anything? Any of the co-hosts want to announce anything? oh <laughs> uh, no, no no nothing for nope. me nothing okay for me. No, no, no. okay good yeah just uh smoke some more of that cigar try and get some of that phlegm up you know <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> all right so moving on we have the linux and the ham shack ham radio challenge and what did i put in here i put in mentor a new ham or find a question on a ham radio related message board and answer it if you have the knowledge to do so I felt like being in a mentoring mood or something. Or and you can answer it if you don't have the knowledge to do so. We love those. That's what Reddit's <laughs> for. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Reddit, all everything is game. But if you're if you're going to be serious about it, try and answer the question with like you know actual real answer, but <laughs> with authority. <laughs> yeah, with authority and no information. So <laughs> do everything with purpose. That way, it doesn't seem like you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, so moving on, that takes us out of the amateur radio segment and moves us quickly into open source. And the first thing we usually bring up in open source is a distribution you might want to try. 
We have mentioned NixOS before, but there's apparently a new version to try. So Bill's going to walk us through it. I think uh, you were just trying to install it now while we were on yeah. the air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, while we're recording this, I've been secretly trying to install this uh, known OS here as uh, NixOS. Yeah, this is NixOS 21.11 probably for, you know, November. Uh, Porcupine is the code name for the release. Uh, the 21.11 release was possible due to the efforts of 1,541 contributors and in 41,960 commits. That's a whole lot of spaces to put in there. Uh, we would especially like to thank our top 10 contributors, Sandro Jackal. I'm not even, you know, whatever. The names, if I pronounce them wrong, sorry. Uh, you probably don't listen to this podcast anyway. Fabian Affolter, uh, Martin Weinelt, uh, Fig Soda, Arturin, Mario Rodas, Bobby Arong, Jorg Thalman, Thalheim, Thalheim, uh, Robert Schwitz, uh, Michael Weiss. Uh, NixOS is already known as the most up-to-date distribution. I didn't know that, but and it is in the top three by total number of packages, and we expect expect this trend to continue. Yeah, they have something like sixty thousand packages in their repo. Uh, they claim the OS is reproducible. Uh, Nix builds packages in isolation isolation from each other. This ensures that they are reproducible and don't have undeclared dependencies. So, if a package works on a machine, it will also work on another. Uh, declarative. Uh, Nix makes it trivial to share development and build environments for your projects, regardless of what programming languages or tools you're using. And it's reliable. Nix ensures that installing or upgrading one package cannot break other packages. This is probably due to the sandboxing. Uh, it allows you to roll back to previous versions and ensures that no package is in an inconsistent state during an upgrade. And uh, if you're interested in that, NixOS does come up in a lot of different conversations. Um, and I'll probably have a conversation on YouTube in our channel <laughs> about it as we try to see if we can get it uh, ham radio ready. As I uh, as I noticed, there's a CQR log package, and I would I want to see if it fails the CQR log test. So <laughs> I will be I will be testing that out and putting that up on our channel so you can enjoy one more place that CQR log either works or doesn't work out of the box. So uh, yeah, check out Nix OS. All right. Very cool. Sounds interesting. I don't know if I'm going to get a chance to try that one, but, you know, I tried to do most of these ones that we dig up and see if they're interesting. And there have been a few interesting ones over the years, but I don't believe I've tried NixOS. Maybe yeah, I'm, I'm looking for the install button. That's what I'm like. Uh, I don't see an install button. So breaking I think we just need to here. change our uh, Linux in the Hamshack Ubuntu dis distribution to lazy Linux. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, lazy Linux. Lazy Linux. I like it. And we were coming up on open source events that are coming up, and they're kind of few and far between here at the end of the year, but I did find a couple. So we'll go ahead and let Cheryl take over and tell us what's coming up for the end of December. All righty then. The first one, which is December 14th and 15th, is the Automotive Linux Summit. It is a virtual event, and the cost of that is $50. Information is Automotive Linux Summit gathers, gathers the most innovative minds from automotive expertise and open source excellence. This includes automotive system engineers, Linux experts, R&D managers, business executives, open source licensing and compliance specialists, and community developers. The event connects the developer community driving the innovation in this area together with the vendors and users providing and using the code in order to drive the future of embedded devices in the automotive arena. As with the past virtual experiences, know that we're talking 
excuse me, taking thoughtful actions to create an immersive digital experience that provides you with interactive content and collaboration experiences. You'll have the ability to network with other attendees, attend presentations with live Q&A, interact with sponsors real-time and more, all virtually, from anywhere. We're excited to invite you to the Reimagined Automotive Linux Summit 2021, a virtual experience where we will continue to shape the future of open source together. And there's more information for this in the show notes. And the next one is the Open Compliance Summit. It is December 16th. It is virtual. Uh, the cost is unknown, but it is not free. So I'm going to assume that Russ or Bill, one or the other, didn't find cost information on this. So the information for it is the Open Compliance Sub- Summit is an executive... Uh, wow. Boy, let me just butcher this completely. It's an exclusive event for Linux Foundation members and select invitees that provides an excellent opportunity for organizations to share knowledge around open source compliance. This conference is designed to build connections from streamlined interactions between companies of all sizes in all sectors. And of course, there's more information in the show notes, and it's invitation only, I do believe. So uh, No, you can request an invite. So it's, I mean, it, it is invite only, but you can, it's not like, it's, it's not limited. like they're doing the invitations. You can request right. an invitation. So, so if you want to go, you got to get on that now. <laughs> so, yeah, well, eventually I guess they'll figure out how much it's going to cost too. So, yeah, well, there is that too. So already then. So and that's right. it. yeah, that's it. Not much coming up. I'm sure as January rolls around, things will start picking up again in this kind of space winter time is is no good for anybody except in australia but i didn't see a lot of australian conferences either so uh anyway so moving on we have the linux and the hamtag open source challenge and i threw in here consider the gift of open source for someone on your friends and family list for the holiday season you know get them up high or something or overwrite their windows distro or something do something nice for your friends <laughs> so you know it's funny we were just talking about linux may not be for everyone <laughs> but we'll force it we'll shoehorn them in we'll make it for everyone sure. one year one year to be you know the year of the desk, linux desktop right <laughs> <laughs> just not yep, talking yeah, about that this, since 1992 <laughs> yeah all right so that brings us down to the end of amateur radio and open source topics and now we get into the good stuff the hedonism the letting yourself go and being a part of all the things that make you feel good like food and song and wine and booze and all that good stuff and we always start with food because food makes you go so cheryl what do you got for food well this time i picked the white christmas pie uh 20 or so years ago russ and i attended a cooking demonstration where a locally owned restaurant demonstrated one of their top selling pies around the christmas season and one bite and we were both hooked so i completely forgot about the recipe until recently so i decided to pull it out and dust it off and for this you need pie shells or graham cracker crust shells oreo crust shells would also work uh sweetened condensed milk lemon juice coconut chopped nuts i particularly like pecans um crushed pineapple well drained some pineapple extract and some frozen whip topping like cool whip and you mix all this together toss it in your pie shell chill it for four hours or so um and if you want you can either use two eight inch pie shells or one 10 inch pie crust so um 
You want to make it festive for Christmas, put a little dollop of cherry pie filling on each piece and watch everybody fall in love with it, provided they like pineapple, because it does have a pineapple-y taste to it. So, And for my mixed drink corner, I picked hot buttered rum. Um, Russ and I were gone for 10 days from Thanksgiving till this last Sunday, uh, visiting New England states. And one of the things that, uh, well, one of the many places we tried uh, was the Maine Craft Distilling in Port- Portland, Maine. Um, and I ordered a hot buttered rum uh, because it was very cold outside. So not sure I loved it. I'm not sure if Russ liked it. I liked uh, it. Okay. I wasn't sure. I know you said it was really hot. so <laughs> It was really hot, but I mean, yeah. that's kind of the point. Well, you're not big on hot drinks. It's so, not a cold so. buttered rum. Well, it probably be, well, it actually was cold. It was good cold. Yeah. Too, but, yeah. But, but <laughs> so for this, you need your spiced butter, which is salted butter, brown sugar, cinnamon, nutmeg, and allspice. And into that, uh, or with that, you need some rum and some boiling water. And you will. Stir your spice butter into the rum and boiling water, and ta-da, you have a hot buttered rum. So you can use apple cider instead of the water if you want to make it a little sweeter. You can add whipped cream if you like, but that kind of takes away from the whole effect. So, and that is it. The recipe, of course, for both will be in the show notes. All right, very good. So moving on, after you gotten yourself all filled up on a nice warm cocktail and Christmas pie, you might slide on over and maybe want to try a bourbon. Although there's some confusion about whether or not this is actually a bourbon. I read lots of reviews about it. People are really confused. Apparently the labeling is really uh, wrong (laughs) about this particular whiskey, but it's one of the ones that we picked up or Cheryl picked up for me on the way back from New Hampshire, Maine, Pennsylvania, Ohio, New York, wherever the hell we were. Um, This is the, it's actually called Breckenridge Bourbon Whiskey, a blend. And then on the bottom of it, it says it's 100% bourbon whiskey, which I don't actually think it is. (laughs) And um, yeah, it's, it's sort of a confusing whiskey, but let's go ahead and read some details on it. The Breckenridge Distillery is the world's highest distillery, both in altitude and probably Marijuana consumption. (laughs) (laughs) THC percentage, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Founded in 2008, the Breckenridge Distillery is most widely known for its blended bourbon whiskey, which is the thing we're going to talk about. A high rye mash American style whiskey, but they're calling it a bourbon, which in my guess, technically, I'm not even going to try and decipher this. Since coming online in 2008 and releasing its first vodka and bourbon three years later, Breckenridge Distillery has quickly become an award-winning producer of fine spirits being designated one of the top three bourbons in the U.S. How it all came to be, however, stems from a mix of just the right ingredients, a hint of luck, and a deep love for quality whiskey. Our award-winning high rye bourbon whiskey is aged for a minimum of three years in charred new American oak barrels and blended to reveal the unique qualities of the bourbon whiskey. Deep honey amber hue with pronounced aromas of butterscotch, candied orange and apple, dry cacao, and brown sugar envelop the tongue as the spirit lingers with notes of vanilla and white pepper. And I think some of that is right. <laughs> so let me see if i can pop the cork on this one we've actually made it pretty good uh before but we'll try it again here yeah not bad i don't have to pour it because i already poured it 
<laughs> so more, 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 more. <laughs> well, no, I've, I've got a pretty solid pour here. Um, so the mass bill on this, according to the information I found, is 56% corn, 38% rye, 6% barley. And I kind of that's I kind of gather that's how, what the percentage is after the blend is done, which technically is a bourbon compatible mash bill. But this is a blend of two different whiskeys, one of which is definitely a bourbon and the other which may or may not be. So the idea that they're calling 100% bourbon may be a lie. I don't know. <laughs> they got away with it somehow. It's on the label. Um so it's bottled at 86 proof or 43%. Comes out, of course, of Breckenridge, Colorado. It is definitely a medium caramel in color. And the nose on it has, let me snip it here as I tap the microphone with the glass. <laughs> Ding. Cheers. It definitely has some raw corn notes, a little bit of vanilla, uh, apple juice, butterscotch, oak, and um, sort of a lingering like library mustiness, which is not off-putting. It's actually pretty fruit forward. That apple juice and sort of uh, orange apple citrusy is is pretty forward on the nose, but the other stuff is definitely in there. Uh, on the taste, you get oak, oats, like your uh, you know oatmeal, vanilla, various herbs, dried fruit, hazelnut, a kind of minerally taste, and definitely some overtones of you know just alcoholness or acetone. But that's that's sort of on the back end, so it's not overpowering. And the relatively short finish, which is kind of reminiscent of all blended whiskeys that I've had, like actual baking flour, raw grain, like like raw barley, and a sort of coppery thing, like you've just had a mule or something like that. What's interesting to me is I feel like I can pick out the parts of this that are the bourbon and the parts of it that are the MGP. Even though they're blended together, I feel like I can separate them in my head. So I can sort of think like these are the notes that are coming from the MGP whiskey and these are the notes that are coming from the bourbon. And they're sort of both there and all together. And it's not particularly unpleasant, but it's not exactly uh, amazing. And at, uh, I don't know what Cheryl paid for this. It says the average is about $45 a bottle. So that, that may be about right. I don't know. Yeah, it was like 40, 42.99 or something. Okay. Yeah, so right in there. So it's it's not bad, but I've had much better for less than forty two bucks a bottle. And this this apparently has won many awards, and I think it's it's sort of that that combination of all the different flavors that are coming at you from two different sides. But to me, they kind of stay separate and they don't blend into something wonderful. So it's not it's definitely not my favorite thing, but it's not terrible either. So I think based on that and its price and its relatively low proof. I'm going to have to go with a rating that's fairly low, but not terrible. So I'm going to give it an 83. But at least it's something different on the shelf. So if somebody wants to try a Colorado bourbon, if it is, in fact, a bourbon and not an American whiskey, you know, it, it can be offered. And again, it's it's just something with a different flavor profile. There's definitely some stuff in there like that mineral water uh, and that sort of copper note, that sort of drying copper note at the end that isn't in a lot of stuff I've had. So. Uh, not great, not bad, but it is what it is. And that's Breckenridge Bourbon Whiskey, a blend. So if that sounds like something you might want to try, give it a try. I know I'm not uh, sharing it with praise or anything like that, but, you know, it is it is different. So, <laughs> All right. And, and finally, Bill, do you have anything? 
Uh, not really. I did start the evening on Cheryl's side of the court with a, uh, uh, screwdriver, uh, <laughs> had to have my vodka and, uh, cause I got to empty that stupid bottle in there, <clears throat> but I am having some 1792 small batch right now. So that's uh, much better. Stuff. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Darren later, says later. it's the bourbon you take on in your hip blast to the library. And I said, yes, yes, that's actually quite good. Cause it's, it's pretty easy drinker. It's low in proof and. You know, it's definitely sippable, especially at room temperature. It's not going to like, you know, cave your head in or anything like that. And it's certainly not going to, you know, overwhelm you with flavor. So it's definitely a good hip flask whiskey. Maybe this is what we need to start categorizing how, how you drink these things. But <laughs> yeah, I got to give like a little emoticon for it. And, you know, this is, this is hip flask. This is, you know, you know, nice, uh, Glen Karen style. And this is like, you know, throw it in a, a slurpy cup with something this in, is yeah. like pinky this is the <laughs> pink pinky up and monocle and top hat type <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> so all right very good well you know what that means that means we are down to the end of our topics we have gotten through the hedonism so that means the show is a wrap so thanks everybody for listening thanks everybody for being here hope you have a great couple of weeks and tune in to the next couple of shows episodes 444 and 445 before we go on hiatus and if you have a chance to join us live with a microphone and headset for episode 445 our year-end wrap-up please do that we'd love to have you and uh hopefully we'll give you ample time to uh, get connected test it out and we'll get to talk to you then but in the meantime we should mention the folks who are with us tonight in the chat room we had don casey9zmy steve kj5t darren vk60k ted wa0eir steve ka7hvt Rich, K0EB, Don, KB2YSI, and John, K1BTZ. So thanks, everybody, for being here. Hope you have a great week uh, and two weeks of uh, hedonism, you know, because you got to have that. And then it's the holidays and more hedonism after that. So we all know how to live through December and uh, figure out how to lose all the weight in January. But I think that has brought us down to the end of the show, the 83rd installment of The Weekender. Episode number 443 of Linux in the Ham Shack. Have a great week. We'll talk to you soon. I'm Russ, K5TUX. I'm Cheryl, W5MOO. And I'm Bill, NE4RD73. Thank you for listening to this episode of Linux in the Hamshack. LHS is a community-sponsored podcast. The show is recorded live every Thursday at 8pm Central Time, plus or minus QRL. Connect to the live stream at url.bcts.info stroke LHS live. Our website is located at lhspodcast.info. You can support the podcast by visiting the LHS Patreon page at patreon.com stroke LHS podcast or by using the contribute list on the homepage. Get in touch via social media. We have a presence on Discord, Facebook, IRC, Twitter and YouTube. Our IRC channel is hash LHS podcast on the Freenode network and the Discord invite link is url.bcts.info stroke discord. You can also drop us an email at info at lhspodcast.info or leave us a voicemail at one nine zero nine lhs show 
That's one nine zero nine five four seven seven four six nine. Visit the online LHS merchandise store at shop.lhspodcast.info for fun and fashionable show themed merchandise. Become an ambassador and represent LHS at a local Linux convention or ham fest. Email ambassadors at lhspodcast.info for more information or visit the homepage for details. Until next time, remember to always heed your hedonism. <laughs>